You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. Coke Zero tonight, Shawnee. What do we got behind that laptop? I've got a Miller Lite that I stole from your fridge because I am here in person. And I've also got, since I'm a camel, my water. There you go. Yep, you're playing all the hits tonight, nice and early. Uh, How cold is that Miller? Cold as the Ross. Nice. (laughs) That is not very cold. But that's okay. We'll go with it. We'll go with it. Why not? Dude, how are you? It's great to see your face. Yeah, it's good. It's been a while since we've been in person. We are back in person in studio here. It is. 6.21 6.21 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Eastern Seaboard, and it is like the sun is setting. Um, it's funny, Sean, because, again, these, these transition of seasons just come way too quick, and I'm not quite prepared. All right, I, I saw that. This is a podcast that so people can't see. <laughs> oh, no. um, Sean had, a, I want to say, a stroke over there. Um, what, what happened? Can you break down what happened when you opened up that door? Uh, yeah. uh, apparently, when you were bringing these in from the store, you dropped them, so it Interesting. Well, I brought them in from the store about a month ago, so that clearly means you were doing the Harlem mm-hmm. Shake when you were walking from the fridge over there. <laughs> or Matthew was sneaking down here with some friends at night. And he could be. Yeah. He could be doing that. Now, if only he could yeah. sit up fully by himself without toppling over after 10 yeah. seconds, I would believe it. That's what he wants you to think. I tend to pin those things on Pug, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, tends that to be a Pug sense. problem. What a week of games we just had. Week three was quite interesting. I'd say we had... Uh, Shawnee, we, we had a couple really good games, and then we had a couple real snoozers um, this past week. But we're, we're going to get into everything. Um, NFL After Further Review returns. Connor Forrest alongside Sean Olette. Uh, we are rocking and rolling, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you are on this fine planet in whatever application you're listening to this. Maybe it's Apple Podcasts. Maybe it's Spotify, Google Play, whatever it is. Thank you so much for tuning in a reminder to continue to hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review and follow us on social media after further review uh after further review pod on instagram uh and after further review podcast on facebook shoot us a like that is where you can find us um and uh remember just tell your friends keep it going let's keep this train moving down the track um Plenty to get into. So we're going to get into everything week three. We're going to preview our um, our week four games ahead of us. Um, before that, Shawnee, what do we got? Do you have anything good for me? Any good topics? We're doing uh, Buffalo Wild Wings tonight, right? We are doing Buffalo Wild Wings tonight. Yes. That is correct. On a Thursday night. Uh, now, we, right. we're discussing a little bit before. We were. Okay. You were talking about a wing record that you, a personal wing record that you have. What is that? Um. Well... So I, I did the – I've done 30 there. 30 In one sitting? In one sitting. Okay. I did the 30, uh, 30 wings. 
I think that is my record is 30. Okay, what kind? So I've done 30 traditional and, and then 30 boneless. But the flavor-wise, I've done, I've done 30 in both type of wings. So for okay. people listening, like if it's boneless or bone-in, I've, I've done 30 two times, one with traditional and one with boneless. I always try to make it pretty simple when it comes to the – look, Asian Zing – is my is my favorite, right? It's 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 fantastic. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's, it's it good. hurts. <laughs> yeah. So Sean Claire has a story, um, but I usually try to offset that with with the honey barbecue because yeah. if I were to do, which in the last few weeks, what I'll do is like Asian zing, mild buffalo, and then barbecue. Another hot, another hot, you know, sauce with an Asian zing is too much. You really have to make your Asian zing because. Anything above that, because Asian zing's got to kick after a while, especially if they come out hot. Mm-hmm. They come out hot, it's it's a spicy sauce, so it'll start kicking you a little bit. Um, now I know there are probably some listeners that like spicy food and are, are are probably turning off this podcast and throwing their phone out the window at the at the sound of me saying Asian zing is spicy. But I think it's spicy. Are are you? In oh, hundred percent. I think it's. They have like a chart at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's like these are not spicy. This is mild, yep. medium, hot. You know, get your funeral arrangements. Correct. Is like the last category. <laughs> and they have it in like the whatever is right above not spicy. So like their lowest spice. It is not it's the mild. Spice. It's a mild one. It is yep. hot. It is hot. It's like I can't even Where imagine. Where are you at on spicy food in general? Oh, I love spicy food. Really? After I, I like if I'm hungry. I don't like it because I'd rather just like chow down, okay, and just enough. devour it and not have to like worry about the spice or whatever. But if like I'm going out to like a um, a Thai restaurant, I'll get um, uh, curry or maybe uh, uh, drunken noodles, okay, which are a little spicy. Interesting. Um, I can do it if it's like more of a sit down formal environment. Mm-hmm. But no, if, I, if I'm hungry, I gotta get something kind of plain. Thai restaurant experience for me. Me and my buddy were uh, splitting a platter at a Thai mm. restaurant. Um, and it, you know, you get the sticky rice and then they had like marinated pork, marinated chicken and marinated beef. And, um, one of the marinated chicken samples and they came in like three little piles and they were just fantastic. One of the chicken samples, the name was crying tiger, which <laughs> don't order anything that's just crying tiger. Don't, don't, don't order anything that has starts with crying at all. Just, I don't want to cry. I, I want to not do that at all. So we were kind of in the middle of talking. We had, we'd had a couple of drinks at the bar and you know, the platter comes around. I guess we didn't really pay attention to the, to the crying tiger bit. So we're talking about, you know, stuff and we're just kind of making our way through this platter and we're both just kind of working around the crying tiger. We're not even really cognizant of the fact that we're doing it. I think we each tried one bit and we realized it was really spicy. Mm. So we kind of just subconsciously worked around this like really spicy chicken. And by the time all was said and done, it was just the two of us and this big pile of chicken out in the middle. Like everything else had been eaten, and we realized, all right, well, I guess time to cry. I guess it's time to cry, and uh, cry we did, my friend. And I thought, like, hey, a Moscow meal is going to help it out, and oddly, it made it so much worse. Alcohol makes spicy worse. Everything it's was milk. so much worse. You want milk? Yep, everything Which, was. I mean, you don't go to a Thai food, and you're like, oh, can I have your finest dairy? Yeah, milk? yeah. Go ahead and give me a yeah. Give give me a whole milk. It's <laughs> yeah. like they're just like, all right, get your whole ass out of here. That's yeah. really what their response should be. Teeter. Um, yeah, go to Harris Teeter. That's where they'll have milk for you. So, um, also get a life and rescind your Vanguard. Um, but I'd say tonight, Sean, the order is going to be split down the middle of Asian Zing and Honey Barbecue. I'm going to okay. skip the mild for tonight, which, because I, I feel like after a while, the Asian Zing kind of kicks me and then the mild 
doesn't help. Mm-hmm. In fact, it just makes it so much worse. Yeah. I think that's going to be the situation tonight. Sounds good. Did you hear about the um, on the food news? Did you hear that uh, McDonald's is bringing Happy Meals to adults? I did not hear that. What does that mean? Mm, this is very interesting. So McDonald's, uh, this is uh, via Food Beast. It's my favorite website of all time. <laughs> Uh, via Food Beast here, one of the best memories any child has of McDonald's is getting their hands on a new Happy Meal toy, which I can completely attest to the fact that that is true. McDonald's latest, uh, by the way, uh, Happy Meal toy as a child or adult, I don't know, same thing. Uh, McDonald's <laughs> latest collaboration with streetwear fashion label Cactus Plant Flea Market. I don't know what that is. I hate the fact that they're collaborating with, I don't know. Anyway, looks to repackage this experience for adults. The first of its kind collab was made exclusively for McDonald's fans and features a totally redesigned Happy Meal box and a cactus plant flea market signature style. I hate this. Available starting October 3rd. The box can be found in a restaurant drive-thru by delivery or on the McDonald's app while supplies last. You can get a Big Mac or 10-piece chicken nuggets with a uh, fry and a drink. Medium. So what does it come with? Just that. But it doesn't have, like, a toy? I don't think it has a toy. And to be honest with you, I would be a little concerned if they had a toy. Yeah. Let me let me keep looking through here because, <gasps> actually, Sean, what's a box meal at McDonald's without a surprise inside? Uh-oh. Open it up and find one of the four collectible figurines made just for the Cactus Plant Flea Market box. Grimace, Hamburglar, Birdie are back um, and now exclusively available in these Happy Meals. So I'm looking at... A picture of these kind of McDonald's characters. Um, they've got. It looks like they've got the four of them available, and they will be in there. So yeah, <laughs> I stand corrected. There you go. You get a toy. <laughs> Are you in on this? And nothing like McDonald's and some adult toys. That's <laughs> yeah, that's know? just God. This just took <laughs> such a bad turn. Let's go ahead and veer this off the exit ramp. Um, Shani, were you big uh, on Happy Meals as a? No, Mighty Kid? Kids Meal. Mighty Kids Meal. Really? That's like, I don't know if they still have those. It's a no. step above Happy Meal. Really? It is, yeah. So what'd you get? I think Nuggets. Probably like a eight, maybe six. I don't know if they have eight. I, I think, think it was do. six. I don't six? think they have really okay. eight. Six. six, ten, and then 20. 20. Yeah, I would get a six, uh, six-piece six McNugget Mighty Kids Meal. That's intriguing. Yeah. I like it. No, I'm I'm, I'm big in on the... Uh, I'm big in on, on, the, on the Happy Meal bit. And honestly, nostalgia is, is totally cool with me, but... I don't know. I, I, I will say this. Um, the cactus plant flea market, I don't I don't know what that is, and it's just too many words, and I don't, I don't like anything is. to do with that. Um, just please put the old big giant golden arches on this thing and just call it an adult Happy Meal and just go with that. <laughs> I don't need any more collabs. This collaboration thing is I'm totally over. Like, hey, McDonald's is un- like unraveling this new collaboration between this rapper no one hears and no one cares about, and it's no new menu item. It's just... It's what meal. they order. Yeah. It's like, I order seven nuggets and only two fries, but I'll get a McFlurry with it. And I'm like, all right, just go away. I don't yeah. know who you are. Well, like the old Happy Meals, they would collaborate with movies. Because yep. the Happy Meal toys would always be like, I don't know, Finding Nemo is coming Incredibles. out. Or Incredibles. Yep. Yeah, it would always be something associated with that movie. Yeah. A kid's movie, obviously. Yep. Yep, totally. Um, I do know that they're also bringing back for the month of Halloween something they did in the, I believe, the late 90s where they would give out Halloween buckets for their Happy Meals. So they mm. would give out the Happy Meals in Halloween bucket, which I am so in on. You know what they need to bring back? What's that? Super Size Me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do you re- I don't remember that at all. 
I don't remember it. It was slight. I, I it was when we were really little. Okay. Um, I think it was ousted in like 2004 or five. Like because that we were, that Morgan Spurlock movie came out. Yeah, that Morgan Spurlock movie was was, was such a funny like. It was such a dumb. I, I always and I've told you so like I always hated that and it was like it was such a dumb like concept and theory. It was, right. it was really just a hit piece on McDonald's, right? But it's like the concept of if I eat McDonald's three times a day, look at what happens. It's like if you did that with anything, go to Costco food court three times a day. Go or to Chick Fil A three yeah. times. Like, you know, Wendy's, it's just kind yeah. of a lazy concept. But it like it clearly was like just well, the total hit piece. You know, the sodas were like half a gallon. <laughs> Like, they measured a half a gallon of soda. Could you imagine? I'm just waiting for the documentary for Big Gulps to come out, and that hasn't seemed to come out, right? Have you no. gone into a truck stop or a big, or like, one of the 7-Elevens where they just have these tanks for mm-hmm. diet soda? Um, so these truckers will go in and get three Slim Jims, six gallons of Diet Dr. Pepper, oh. and just roll. I don't know, Jeez, man. No wonder those things have bathrooms lot. in the back. Can you even imagine? Ugh. Um Pretty interesting, though, uh, from McDonald's there. And then the last piece of news that I have for you, are you in on the Snickerdoodle cookie? Not really. Really? You don't like cinnamon? You don't like, eh, uh, like that? Not my favorite. Well, that's Oreo's new flavor for the holidays coming up, a Snickerdoodle Oreo. We're, we might have to, to give that a shot. That's right, yeah. Um, Oreo did roll out, and I saw it on the shelf that I figured we should possibly try, was the Neapolitan ice cream Oreo, which I... Have heard it reviewed before, and and people were very very in on it. Um, Neapolitan ice cream, I enjoy honestly. I, I enjoy the different flavors. Like as a kid, I I would scoop out a lot of the strawberry and the chocolate and leave the vanilla. I'm not a huge vanilla ice cream guy, and by okay. not huge, I don't like it at all. Um, but that's an interesting thing. I, I like when Oreo tried these new things. I wish they did this a little more often. I wish Oreo kind of like would release a monthly new thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we tried the s'mores one, right? We did. This was like an early episode that we did. Remember? Mm-hmm. I think, we, no, you know what? The it was the Pepsi. episode before I moved to North Carolina. That's right. Because we were like, all right, we're going down with a bang. So we got like a bunch of different Dr. Pepper flavors. We got the Mango Pepsi. Pepsi. That's that was it. it. Pepsi. Remember? Yeah. Mango Pepsi. And then we did, uh, yeah, we did the Oreo review. Yeah. Man. Do you believe that's been like, what, a year and a half now? Dude, I, I can't even believe. I forgot you even moved to North Carolina. I, I literally know. forgot that was even a thing. That is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, we'll have to bring these snickerdoodles in, especially like I'm. This is one of the best stretches of time for food. Like mm-hmm. I fall, you get the great pumpkin spice. I'm so in on the like pumpkin spice thing. <laughs> I love like I love the cinnamon, the nutmeg, the pumpkin flavor things that come out. It's just it's just fun. Um, you get to get to get some good stuff as we go into this like trifecta of holidays: the Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. I'm just so in on it, man. It's gonna Heck be fantastic. Yeah. You want to um, get into some NFL? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. So week three, yeah, week three was was a really interesting week, Shawnee, because we had uh, we had some some again some really good games, but we also had some snoozers um, and a, a lot of interesting. I mean, I gotta tell you, there there were some takeaways in week three that I just dude, the NFL is a week to week thing, man. Like the second we think we have it figured out, we just mm-hmm. don't. Um, now, that actually leads me to a question that I have for yeah. you. At what point do you start to really look at teams and look at what they've done so far and that's the point where you say, okay, I see where this team's going. I've, I, I think it's pretty well understood. Like week six tends to be six weeks in. You tend to understand, you know, what a team's identity is, right? And everyone says like, wait, what's a team's identity? What does that mean? Like what do they identify as a strength? What do, I, what do they identify as a weakness? That that's, that's my definition, right? It could be wrong, could be off. Like I always think when you have an identity, you know what you're good at, you know what you're bad at. Um, 
So I think six weeks in usually is a good good mark for that. But it's really funny, man. I mean, look, the Chiefs started out so badly last year, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of flipped a switch, and everything was fine again. Yeah. Um, we wrote Dallas off. We thought Panthers. Dallas. Yeah. We we thought the. I mean, all these different things. Well, last year, yeah. Okay, so yeah, last, last year, year right? that's what I mean, yeah. But you go to this year. We we wrote Dallas off after Dak leaves, and they're just kind of floating. They're still rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, people, including me, really really question the Eagles. I know they came in as a, as a strength, and, and they look like an NFC powerhouse all of a sudden. Um, just so many things to get into, man. So many things to get into. So, do you want to start uh, reviewing Week Three and and uh, what what uh, offerings? They gave us. Yeah, let's go game by game week uh, week three. I will uh, tell you the matchup, tell you the final score. Just let me know some of your brief thoughts on them. Yeah. Um. So we will start with that Thursday night game. So that was a matchup in the AFC North. That was the Steelers and the Browns. Browns won that game in Cleveland, twenty nine to seventeen. I mean, my big t- takeaway here was just that Mitch Trubisky was just he's just. I I said that we we're on Kenny Pickett watch last week. We are. I think Kenny Pickett starts with this team within the next two weeks. I mean, okay. Mitch Trubisky just can't do it. Um, and it's not for, per se, lack of weapons. I mean, Deontay Johnson drops a lot of passes, but he's a weapon. Um, yeah, George Pickens is a weapon. I mean, they, they, they've got guys, and their defense is good enough. Um, but it just there were points of that game where you watched how sluggish it got, and there was just this kind of point in the third quarter where both teams were just, you know, waiting for the game to be over, to be honest with you. But <laughs> – I don't think the Steelers have a shot with Mitch Trubisky, man. And and uh, Jacoby Brissett played a good enough game, and it and you know it they pulled through when it mattered, and and that's that's all that matters. But for the Steelers, like it's just very clear, Kenny Pickett um, is is going to be making an appearance sooner than later. Because after watching that, I, I don't think there's there's much else to say. Um, yeah. I mean, for the Browns takeaway, you're you're still waiting for Deshaun Watson, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it just shows you. I mean, Amari Cooper had himself a night. Nick Chubb. Um, was kind of slow early, but got himself rolling a little bit later in the game. Um, I mean, I think everything outside that quarterback position for Cleveland is built out to win. Uh, Miles Garrett got in a car accident this last week, which is which was a scare, and, and some of the images of the car coming out was was, was kind of scary. But it looks like he um, was released from hospital. He actually reported to practice today, so um, he looks to be all in the clear. But um, I think we know where the Browns are, and I, I think for the Steelers, it's just Kenny Pickett time. I, I agree about the Kenny Pickett part. All right, uh, probably the game of the week. I know you could certainly make the argument for that. That is the Dolphins hosting the Bills. Dolphins 3-0, and Connor, 21-19 win over the now 2-1 and Bills. Dude, I, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins have just arrived. They've just arrived. Like I And, and it's I know you hate to hear that, but they – I don't – my big question coming into this year, you had Jalen Waddell, you, you bring in Tyree Kill, and you feel like – you know, hey, this is going to make them better. But but the question was always Tua. Like, is is Tua going to take advantage of these tools? Um, are these guys going to elevate Tua, or is 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 Tua's struggle going to carry on from last year, where you know he was hurt, um, but now he seems to be healthy? And knock on wood for everybody down in Miami, um, seems to be healthy, and he's just elevated, man. He's just elevated. He's he's accurate. He's quick with his decisions. Mike McDaniel's is just coming up. All sorts. Mike McDaniel. I just added a, an ass that did not exist. Um, <laughs> but he's just coming up with stuff, man. I mean, Jalen Waddell is is a star. Um, th- I mean, their their defense is playing really well, really gutsy as well. Um, it's funny because Buffalo dominated the box score in this game. It felt like Buffalo – you were just waiting for them to kind of be like, all right, like when are they starting up? When are they going here? Mm-hmm. Um, 
they could not convert in the red zone, man. They couldn't convert in the red zone. Buffalo couldn't. And um, really, that was it, – it's amazing that I'm saying that Miami is now like an AFC heavyweight at this point. Like, mm-hmm. Miami is straight up – they're up there. Um, See, I, I would still wonder what would happen if Miami had to go to Arrowhead or even Buffalo to play in yeah. the playoffs. I, I think – I don't know if they have that team yet. Maybe not. I, I, I just don't I, I don't see it quite yet. It's funny, though, because think of what they've already done, though, through three weeks, right? You beat up on the Patriots. Mm-hmm. You make a humongous comeback against the Ravens, right? Yeah. A, a team that you play in Baltimore. The Ravens are considered AFC, you know, a, a top-tier AFC team. Um, you go up to Baltimore. You, you beat a fantastic team in a crazy comeback fashion. Uh, and the Buffalo Bills are going to be the best team in football. Uh, almost it f- felt like there was a gap between Buffalo and, and number two. Uh, they came down to your house and, and you took them out, mm-hmm. right? What does it look like in Buffalo in the winter time? I don't know, but so far we've been given three chances to see the Dolphins, and all three chances they've come out on top and in a very impressive fashion. Like yeah. we're clearly the guys are are bought in. And I, I thought about it immediately when Tyree Kill. Do you remember how much fun Tyree? I mean, people were were mocking Tyree Kill up and down for saying like two is more accurate than than uh, Pat Mahomes, and it, <laughs> it's so funny that like. I still think that's kind of like hype up speech. I, I still feel like he was excited and just got this big contract and why not? I'm going to take a shot at my, my former team, but through three weeks, like maybe Tyreek wasn't that crazy, right? It's, 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 it's a very strange thing that's going on with Miami right now because I just didn't think that this was a club they had in their bag and mm-hmm. they're doing nothing but starting off with a really difficult schedule and just one, two, three, knocking them right out. So a yeah. um, big win for Miami in Miami, Shawnee. All right. Another big win, kind of a, uh, breath of fresh air i'll say for the Bengals. uh they went to new york took on the jets 27 12 win uh the Bengals were previously 0-2 they're now 1-2 i think this was a concerning game for the Bengals because if you remember last year when the Bengals started getting hot they went to new york to play the jets and they lost mm-hmm. um so obviously that was in the back of people's minds the cincy fans and they started thinking oh no here we go we're gonna be 0-3 like you know, we were in the Super Bowl last year. Like, we, yep. we can't have this happen. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it was a good win. It's a good uh, kind of foundation for coming into easily their toughest game of the season so far against uh, the Dolphins yeah. tonight. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, look, you get 17 of these. Just you got to go out and you got to beat bad teams. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we always say bad teams find a way to lose. Um, you got to go out and you have to beat bad teams, um, especially when you're a team is loaded. At Cincinnati, the only concern I have coming out of this game for Cincinnati is that they still can't really get a run game going. Like, Joe Mixon was not as effective in this game, and, and really they can't run the ball as well. Um, but they have so much offensive potential. Like, I, I fail to believe that last year's spark, that that incredibly talented, electrifying team to watch that made it to the Super Bowl, um, that went into Arrowhead and won, mm-hmm. is, is going to start this year as bad as they look like they were about to start. Um, for the Jets, you are getting Zach Wilson back, I believe, this week. Is that correct, Shawnee? I think he was coming back week four. I believe so. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. Yep, so he should be coming back this week. And um, not that Zach Wilson's just going to fix everything, but um, that should give you a reason to expand the playbook a little bit and, you know, see what the team can look like. You know, they they went out this offseason and got some talent. They had a great draft, and I think – it, it's their time to, to now get the season rock and rolling and, and, and try to try to establish something, right? Try to establish something up there in New York. But a very necessary win for the Bengals. All right, so I'm going to call this next game the uh, – I don't, I don't know if it should be a midterm, but it was definitely a big test mm. for these two teams. It was the Raiders at the Titans. Yeah. Both teams hadn't won at all. 
if you remember last year, the Titans won the AFC, and the yep. Raiders were a playoff team who a lot of people thought only got better in the offseason, especially getting um, Devontae Adams from Green Bay. Yep. Uh, they lose. They're now 0-3 under new coach Josh McDaniels, and the Titans win by a slim margin at home 24-22. Um, is this is this might seem too soon to say, but is Josh McDaniels getting close to the hot seat, or am I a little too, a little too premature with that? I don't know, man. I, I I don't think you blow out two head coaches straight in a year, right? To back to back. I I don't think the Davises want to be involved in anything to do with that as mm-hmm. as an ownership group. But yeah, I mean, it's really time to panic if if you're the Raiders. Like, and the sad part is, is they have not been able to get really anything out of their um you know their, their revamp receiver core that they they felt like yeah this is this is going to be something we do to, to come in and bring I'm trying to pull up um the stat line here I'm if I'm not mistaken uh, I believe Devontae Adams only had I believe he only had two catches I think he had two catches um I know he had a touchdown catch but um he had five catches, did he have actually. five okay only 36 yards though 36 yards okay there we go um for a long time, it was only two. So I was kind of monitoring because I have him on my fantasy team, and I was monitoring it throughout the game. He, I don't know how many how many targets he had. I know he had a touchdown catch, but um, they're just not getting anything out of that, and and they're losing in ways that are so painful. Um, and I, I really do think it is uh, time to panic. Um, I, it's Josh McDaniel's maiden season, so you know naturally you feel like right. We say all the time you're a new coach. You're kind of first season is is kind of a buy in that sense where they you, you get a long leash and but this team is too talented to look yeah. this bad you know this is not this is not josh mcdaniel's taking over the houston texans um this is not him going up and you Taking know the lions exactly the jets right this is this is a this is a vegas team that have been playoff contenders for multiple years now in a row and they went out and spent big and and, and made a big acquisition and they just can't seem to get it going mm-hmm. um tennessee this was um this was a good win for Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee, I think, have, have really, really underwhelmed and, and looked really bad um, so far uh, this year. But you go out and, and you beat a Raiders team that I think is is on the fritz. Um, just go do it. You don't want to start 0-3. You start 0-3 and we're, there's some problems. Um, <laughs> Derrick Henry, uh, 85 yards and a touchdown. It was good to see him kind of get his feet back under Ryan Tannehill did just enough. So, yeah, I do think it's panic time in Raider land, Shawnee. Uh, that was not a very good showing for them. And at 0-3, I don't I don't know. I mean, you have enough talent to turn around, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, this one's kind of boring. Uh, Saints at Panthers, 22-14 to 14 win for the Carolina Panthers. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, these are these are two teams that are just in the quarterback market next year, right? And I think this entire Panthers coaching staff gets blown out. Uh, I think Matt Rule is just kind of waiting. Um, this has not gone well for him in any capacity. Um, really, since he got there, it just – it's just been constant band-aids uh, over the quarterback position, and, and that's really all she wrote. Um, both these teams, um, the Jameis Winston experience. I don't, I don't know what else we need to see from that to realize that's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, they did unlock a little bit of Lavisca Chenault, though. Uh, it was was a, I believe it was a sixty-four yard touchdown run for um, Lavisca Chenault in this game. Um, the defensive unit for the Panthers, I think, was a difference here. I believe they scored a touchdown in this game. Um, it was a fumble recovery uh, for a touchdown, um, but I mean Baker Mayfield is uh, has been one of the worst quarterbacks uh, in in the league. Um, <laughs> there's just not really much to it. He's been uh, abysmal through three weeks. So um, 
Panthers defense, I think, should take the W this week. They look they look pretty good, but um, I think both these teams are, are headed towards total rebuilds coming up uh, this offseason. Who gets benched first? Mitch Dabrisky, Jameis Winston, or Baker Mayfield? So I think it's Mitch Trubisky because I think the Steelers have the most upside in terms of a, a good defense. They've got some offensive tools, um, and they're just so well coached. Matt Corral's out for the year, right? So who are you going to put in for Baker? Like Sam Darnold again? Like, <laughs> or, or P.J. Walker? Like if Matt Corral was healthy, I think we'd be talking about, hey, let's get Matt Corral in there and see what he can do as a rookie. Um I, I, I don't see that. I think for the Saints, same thing. Who, who are you going to bench him for? Yeah. You know, Taysom Hill. Have we <laughs> seen that before? Um, so I, I'm, I just think both of, both of those, you know, I think Carolina and the Saints are, are, are just, you know, they're they're just waiting for this coming offseason. I, I think they're, they're two really, really, you know, I, I think these rosters are so badly constructed. So um, I do think that, uh, that Mitch Trubisky would be the first one of that, that group to get benched. All right, let's talk about this matchup. I don't want to, but we will. Ravens at Patriots, 37-26 win for the Ravens. Let's talk about it, Shawnee. You want me to talk about it? Break it it down for me. Look, we pulled it close towards the end. We had the lead throughout some of the game. We just gave up too many turnovers Mm -hmm. when it was was getting too late in the game, and that ended up being the difference. I think we could have beaten the Ravens if our defense continued to get pressure. On Lamar Jackson, he did not look good when he was under pressure and unable to escape the pocket. When he had enough time and he was able to roll out of the pocket, it would be a 20-plus yard completion every single time to Mark Andrews. Yeah. Who, uh, why don't we talk about him as one of the best tight ends? Yeah. He's insane. No, he is. Yeah. He is. He's, he's remarkable. such a big target yeah, for he, Lamar Jackson. He's remarkable. Um, in terms of the Patriots, obviously all the focus now is on Mac Jones. They're, they're saying that he suffered um, what is called a, a severe high ankle sprain which from what I've read um, on some articles is as close as you can get to what Trey Lance got um, the week prior, which was a high ankle break or fracture. Uh, And that is, uh, as we know, for Trey Lance, the end of his season. Um, So Mac Jones may have uh, gotten a little lucky there. The Patriots have refused to rule him out for this Sunday's matchup. Now, short term, I would love him to play. Long term, I really hope that he doesn't play um, because, you know, that that's just something that you, you don't want to mess. You, you'd rather give him a week against a tough team that we're probably going to lose to anyways, being the Green Bay Packers when we go up to Lambeau. Give him a week, maybe two, have him come back healthy rather than risk, you know, something happening. In, I think in it's going to be longer. I think it's going to be longer than two weeks. They won't rule him out, though. It's bizarre. Be- Belichick had a really um, – A weird press conference. He had a weird press – He kept doing the day-to-day thing. Yeah, he kept on saying it was dated. I-, I don't think he plays. I think it's going to be Brian Hoyer. Um, I- I've seen some morons saying that they we're going to get Cam Newton back. Like, just okay, shut up. sure. Like, shut up, <laughs> people. Awesome. I would love to see that. <laughs> I-, I would hate to. Uh, so don't ever suggest that again. Um, I think it's going to be Brian Hoyer this week. I think it may be Brian Hoyer next week when we host the Lions. Um, I-, I think we can win that game with – even with Brian Hoyer um, as our quarterback. And then after that, we see where's Mac. Um, but obviously that's not something that you play around with an injury like that. If it benches Trey Lance for an entire year, uh, you, you just, you, you don't try to get the, the instant win by putting him in without any time off. You, you gotta, you gotta rest him and let him heal. I need to ask you about the photo of uh, Mac Jones. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you saw going down the stairs, going down the stairs. I, I mean, it looked like he broke it. He was there was a video of it, and from the stands, you could hear him scream. 
There, I mean, there's just no way he plays on Sunday. There is no way. There's no. I don't know what they're doing. Belichick's messing with my he, question he's into to this you. Mental warfare. Am I? Am I a jerk for having seen that photo and and kind of laughing a little bit? Of he looked like he was being dragged out of the trenches in France after being <laughs> shot in the leg, and then I realized I was like, it's now ankle sprains really. Um, I have I have severely sprained an ankle before, and and quite frankly, it I've been told at least I, I mean it feels like a break, really does feel like a break. Oh, it hurts! God, it I'm hurts sure. terribly. Um, I had a severe ankle sprain when I uh, when I was a goalkeeper. Um, it, I, when I played soccer, it was so so awful. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I had a picture of me looking like that going into the tunnel um, <laughs> where I'm looking up to the sky screaming as if I'm, I'm being flogged. Um, I think I'm retiring. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm retiring. That I photo. Mean, the guy had like a 350 pound guy land on him. I mean, that's a little different than getting a soccer ball to the ankle. A soccer ball. Okay. Well, isn't that what happened? <laughs> it's not at all what happened. What, what happened with yours? I don't really want to say because it's kind of a little bit embarrassing. Did you fall? Did you no. Try? What actually happened was. I was lining up for a goal kick, but since it was, uh, we were practicing at the time on a grass field, and it was a really bumpy field, um, really kind of a, a, a weird field. Our, our turf at our high school was occupied by something. There was some tournament or whatever going on, so we had to practice in this bumpy field. And I lined up for this goal kick, and as I'm kind of running up for this kick, um, my planter foot hits a kind of a rock and I, I slide a little bit and my full force kick goes right into the ground. Ooh. I literally just kicked the ground at full force. And uh, like I had to be, I literally had to exactly what Mac Jones, I had to be helped, like carried off the field. It, it was so painful. Um, I just thought, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If Mac Jones's family listening to this, I really apologize. But the, 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 <laughs> it just didn't look like a good look. It didn't. I, I want you to pull it up. I, I want you to pull up. I know. I've, I've seen it. I, yeah. He's screaming at this guy. He's like uh, Darth Vader. He's like, no. It's really bad. To me, it's like, all right, bro, like, do that in the locker room. Keep it together for like it hurts. Fifteen to keep it together. I know you're making excuses for your man crush. I know you like to kiss. What him on are the you face. supposed to do though? You're supposed like, to bite your lip. I have seen guys routinely. I saw Fedarian Mathis tear his ACL and MCL. ACLs, do, I mean, they hurt, but they hurt like hell. But people will like walk with a torn ACL. Well, you're referencing Jordy Nelson, who jogged off the field, right? No, no, no. But other players. Yeah, but. Let's be clear. Tearing your ACL does not feel like getting to the bottom of a Tootsie Pop. It hurts really, <laughs> really badly. Kevin Durant in the in the 2019 NBA Finals, didn't he tear his ACL? No, that was an Achilles, I think is what that That's was. That's worse. <laughs> All I'm going to say He kind of hopped off, but I watch this guys, is like the bone like almost snapping. <laughs> That's kind of hurt. See, I see this as you see me attacking your man crush. <laughs> I, I do. I just need this yeah. to be... I'm so glad you're being honest, though. I just need this to be aware. I watch guys get carted off and taken off the field, and somehow in the last few years, I've only seen one really dramatic wartime photo, and it's Mac Jones. So I just need you to realize that whenever you get a chance to talk to him, tell him to chill out. All right, I'll, I'll get on that. I'll send him a message. Fantastic. All right, uh, what else uh, What else do we got, Shawnee? Anything, right, after uh, that came out, and now I'm on my lock screen. There we go. All right, uh, Lions at the Vikings. Comeback win for the Vikings at home, 28-24. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, Sean. The, uh, the Lions were the better better team in this game um for i felt like most of the game um but in crunch time when it mattered they 
let Minnesota right back into this game. And Kirk Cousins, who struggled throughout this game, ended up coming back and, and, and getting a couple really good drives in the fourth quarter going. And that, that was really all she wrote. Uh, Minnesota look off. There's something not right with Minnesota. Their strength is their offense, and that's what catapulted them to a win. And quite frankly, that's what all teams are looking to do. Um, but at 2-1, and one, I'm not afraid of Minnesota, really, at all. Um, uh, Dalvin Cook gets hurt in this game. Uh, he had a decent game with a touchdown, 96 yards. He gets hurt. I think he's doubtful this week. Um, he's just guaranteed to miss some time. That's just what you get with Dalvin Cook. Um but Kirk Cousins, when it mattered, stepped up, made a couple big throws. Um, and just on the opposite side of the ball, like what we saw Dan Campbell talk about in Hard Knocks a lot. It's just um, their inability to capitalize with a fourth quarter lead um, and, and leaving the door open and, and not not doing, not finishing the job. It just came back to bite them in, in Minnesota. And uh, head coach Kevin O'Connell really just constructed a nice little comeback, and that was all she really wrote. Um, so not sure... I mean, look, for Minnesota, you, you, you beat a division rival. You do so at home. You, you, you have to take those wins. Those matter so desperately when you get to November, December. Um, but I didn't feel like they really proved much of anything more than having a good fourth quarter in this game. How about Justin Jefferson? Only three receptions, 14 yards. Yeah. Yeah, they, they really struggled in the beginning of this game, and it just didn't feel like they were on any sort of rhythm in any capacity. Like, they just couldn't do much. I mean, they were able to run the ball well, but that was really it. I mean, they, they couldn't really – and Kirk Cousins was just not very good in this game. Yeah, um, he did have two touchdowns, no picks, Cousins. Yeah. All right, uh, I know you don't want to talk about it, but we will because you made fun of Mac. Eagles at the Commanders, 24-8 to eight win for the Eagles, who uh, the Commanders just looked awful. You were there. Yeah, if you pointed the camera up to the press box, you would have seen me look like Mac Jones watching the game. <laughs> there you go. I was making See? a Mac Jones face up there, yeah, but I didn't twist my ankle. I was just putting my eyeballs on this game. Um, I, this was such a such a disappointing like effort um, from Washington, and and it, like I really mean that in that like it, it wasn't that we lost to Philly, who are a better team and a better franchise than us. They they came in and they curb stomped us. I mean that's that's and quite frankly, it's kind of what I expected. That's not what upset me in this game. Um, Carson Wentz was so bad in this game. The offensive line was somehow even worse. Um, this game to me, Sean, was was just a bit of an indictment of how this team is structured right now. Um, and it's how it's built. And, and that's really what's deeply frustrating about the commanders right now. And it's what was frustrating about the Washington football team. It was what was frustrating with them as the Redskins. Like... What is aggravating and just I can't get over is what we deem to be a strength on this team is not a strength. It's a weakness now. Our defense was supposed to be this thing that everybody we drafted towards. We put five first-round picks in. Our second highest player on the team outside of our quarterback is a corner, William Jackson, who has been terrible. Like, not bad, not subpar, not average. He's been terrible. He's been a detriment on this defense. Um, I don't, I don't know what else to say. Like, I there, there's not much to say. We, we we came into this year, and and Ron had said to us, and said to the media, and 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 continued to preach. He had trust in the linebackers. He had trust in Jamin Davis. That he was going to make a big step up in year two. That he trusted the fact that our secondary, like you know, Kendall Fuller outside on Island would 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 do well. He had a bad game. Um, that. 
blowing up the defensive line, letting Tim Settle walk in free agency, letting Matt Ioannidis walk in free agency. You you can't control that your first your second round pick, you know, tears his ACL week one. You can't control that. But you got weaker at every really every position defensively, and you did nothing to address it. You really did nothing to address it. And we're in week three, and what what like what what do I have to say? Like I don't. There's no guy free agent coming in the door. There's no draft next week that we can get reinforcements. These, these are the cards you have. Mm-hmm. Um, oddly enough, it's weird that as I say that, the defense actually played okay in this game, as weird as it sounds. Jalen Hurts honestly wasn't particularly impressive. He didn't run the ball well. The Eagles had a combined, like the Eagles came in as one of the leading rushing teams in football. Um, they had 33 attempts for 70 yards. They, they didn't run the ball very well. Jalen Hurts didn't do much outside the pocket. Um, but one-on-one down the field, A.J. Brown was a mauler. Um, and Devontae Smith just was a stud. Um, and I was down in the locker room afterwards, and I was walking right next to Devontae Smith as he was coming off the field, and he's, he's like six feet, 190. I'm looking yeah. down, down on him. And I'm watching him, Randy Moss, jump over two of our corners. He's just a freak athlete. Um, and he just outplays his size. And they've got so many tools. I think the story with the Eagles, man, is his defense. Like, the Eagles' defense is built to win. Like, win. And and this is where people want to make this a Jalen Hurts conversation. And he deserves so much credit. And by the way, a total class act. Like, a guy who has not gone out and done the Baker Mayfield routine. Or the Johnny Manziel routine. Or, or the, the routine of whenever you get questioned that you, whenever there's criticism, he just put his head down and didn't really say anything. And just yeah. kind of was like, hey, this is, I'm here to do my job. And he did. And he's elevated his play in a lot of ways this year. But this equals defense, man. Um, uh, Fletcher Cox was at the uh, podium post game, and he was, Fletcher Cox has been in the league for 11 years. Wow. Brandon Graham has been in the league for 13 years. And these guys are elite at their position. Like, elite linebacker pro bowl level i mean fletcher cox is playing all pro level stuff um vernon hargraves uh josh sweat i mean these guys are uh, james bradbury um gardner johnson i mean these these guys like this this eagles defense is no joke and they destroyed washington in every capacity um they sacked carson Wentz nine times uh they sacked him uh three times in the first two drives um, it was a massacre, Sean. Like they they didn't have a shot. Um, Scott Turner just couldn't get the offense going. Carson was completely frazzled. Um, it was a brutal game, man. It was a brutal yeah. game, and and it makes me really really nervous about what's to come. Uh, because I just feel like the way this team is constructed is um is not suited to win in this modern NFL. It's just not. Yeah. Um, it's just not right now. So. Do I think Carson will have a bounce back game? Yeah, I think we got the Carson roller coaster, the up, the down, the good, the bad, the ugly, and I think we're going to get the good again. We we saw two straight picks in week 2 and he rebound and make some elite throws week 1. Um week 2, he had a terrible first half and a, and a really good second half. Mm-hmm. Um week 3 he was abysmal. And and I I do think that they're going to have a bounce back game against Dallas. I think they're going to look better. Um but I just the way that they're constructed right now, the way that they've misallocated, I think, draft picks, and the way that they're misallocating um, cap space is is showing itself now. That yeah. in week two, when you have a couple offensive line injuries, they fall apart, and it's like it's week three, man. 
if if your starting guard is out or your starting center is out, does that really mean your entire offensive line blows up? Like, well-constructed teams, no. But with this team, yeah. And that's a very, very big concern. So uh, hats off to the Eagles, man. I, I, I really question them coming in the year, and I think it's time to reevaluate. I, th- I think they're they're in it for the long haul. Um, I just need Washington rebound this week, man, for my sake. Please, All God. Right. We'll move to Indianapolis, where the Colts got their first win of the year against the Kansas City Chiefs. Really great game, 20-17 to win for Matt Ryan in his home debut in Indy. Your thoughts? I would ask you, what is this? Is this more of a, what are you doing, Kansas City? Or, a, hey, maybe Indy aren't as bad as we thought. That's my initial question just for you. I think Indy had to get this win. Mm. They had two losses or, or no I'm sorry they had one loss and one tie I, the first game was the tie down mm-hmm. in Houston against the Texans they should have won that easily yeah and then they got and then they go to out. Jacksonville and they get destroyed a game that they should have at least been competitive I don't what was it they haven't won in Jacksonville since 2014 I think was yeah the stat yeah yep they seven straight been competitive so you know you're looking at the schedule and you go oh, now we're 0-2 and now we have to play the Chiefs so I, I think they panicked in the right way um, whether or not this is long term I don't know um, yeah. But for the Chiefs, I mean, there, there's every year the good teams are going to lose games that they probably shouldn't have lost. Right. They, they go to tough venues, mm-hmm. tough, tough crowd. Um, don't have the game that they that they need. I know we saw Patrick Mahomes getting in a little bit of an argument. I forget who Eric Bieniemy, yeah, yeah, offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, and uh, you know, it's just I, I think a little bit of frustration in that game, and it, it was just uh, at that point the uh, the game was kind of built up against them, and they they just didn't have enough to win it. Um, yeah, you're gonna get that with any team, like yeah. I said. Yeah, you're gonna have these weeks. Um, I know this is a really really big win for the Colts, like a really big win, and 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 mm-hmm. these are um, I could be wrong here, and I do think the Colts are are still not going to be very good this year. Um, but these are the kind of wins that can turn a season around. Like the momentum build that you feel like you're building some. Matt Ryan was still not very good in this game, to be honest with you. I didn't I didn't think looking at him he looked any good at all. Um, by the way, leads the league in fumbles. He has seven fumbles through three weeks, which is so bad. I think he lost a pair of them um, again in this game. Uh, they've got a huge game against Tennessee this weekend. That's yeah. a divisional rival. Um, that's a situation where you can get to well, they. I, I'm not even going to do the math. They're tie, um, but you can get to two, one, and one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, it's huge for them, and and, and that win, oddly enough, um, yeah, it was Pug scratched on the door. It sounded like a demon was being summoned. <laughs> What's up, Pug? But I mean, it's it's a huge, huge game for them because you win this game, you're all of a sudden back in the division. You're right back into your season, and and the wind is back in your sails, which. I would not have said that last Saturday at all. Uh, I thought they were going to get drubbed. Um, but for Kansas City, you know, losing that game is just tough. Um, and you, you do play in Tampa on Sunday night. So, you know, you, you want to start, you know, stacking hay in the barn while you can. And they clearly didn't do that this weekend. All right, we'll go quickly through this game. The Texans at the Bears. Bears get the win 23-20. Dude, I don't know why the Bears won't throw the ball. Like, I don't understand what it's – what what we need to do to get them to throw the ball. Um, they ran the ball well, uh, very, very well in this game. Um, Khalil Herbert had 157 yards on the ground with two touchdowns. He had a 52-yard run in this game. Um, he was an absolute stud. Um, Justin Fields, two picks, eight, uh, eight completions Ooh. on 17 attempts for 106 yards. Hmm. <laughs> this is the quarterback you traded up for. Like mm-hmm. this is this is your supposed franchise QB. Like this year will be a it, it, 
I I don't really care. I don't know what other way to put this. If the Bears finish fifteen and two, and you leave this season not knowing if Justin Herb or Justin Fields is the guy, it's a waste. Like you, your job is to get to to know if Justin Fields is your guy going forward. You, mm-hmm. Your your job is to know that. Um, and it's just a waste of time if you're not giving him the opportunity to prove that and, and give him the opportunity to, to take chances and, and build rapport. Um, Equinemius St. Brown is a guy that you have on the outside, um, and I know they don't have a, a, a great receiver core there, um, but I just I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, if, if, I'm, if I'm a fan of Chicago, I'm sitting here going, I want to see what Justin Fields mm-hmm. gives us. Not, you know, we can run the ball all we want. If, if that wins for us, great. I, I don't think it will. You beat a really, really bad team um, in Houston, and that's great. But um, Justin Fields throwing the ball 17 times and throwing two picks. Like, that's very alarming for Chicago. Yeah. Um, you beat Houston, great. But I think that's my big takeaway. I just I just don't know. I don't know what Chicago needs to do to, to turn that around. I, I, don't, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, throw the ball 30 times a game, please, immediately. 35, <laughs> 40 times a game. All right, Jaguars at Chargers, probably the most impressive win of the week for the Jaguars, I'd say. Yeah, dude, um, it really, really was. Uh, I mean, this is the, – the Jags are better than we think. Jags are better than we think. Um, I know Washington beat them week one, and uh, Trevor, you know, I, I, I said coming in like the day after, like Trevor looked very inaccurate. Um, but the two things that stood out to me with the Jaguars was, A um, – Christian Kirk is an offseason addition that is paying off big time for them. Um, big time. I mean, he's, he's a star. Um, and James Robinson is an amazing tool on the ground to go with Travis Etienne. Um, the Chargers, man, I, do, I don't know what to say about them. <laughs> I, every year we're sitting here, and, and, and Justin Herbert, I know he was hurt, but this team just got ravaged with injuries. Um Big time wrapped with injuries. Uh, Rashawn Slater, their star tackle, um, he is he is now out for the year. Um, he's going to be missing time. Justin Herbert is not healthy, and, and it clearly showed in this game. Um, the decision to play him was kind of a last minute decision, and, and they mm-hmm. went with it. Um, he still racked up some kind of garbage time yards, but um, they were. I I just I don't know with the Chargers anymore. Like every year, I'm told that. Uh, they're building something, and I mean, look, they they stacked up their defense this past offseason. They made some moves. They're in win now mode. Um, I don't know what else the Chargers need to do to figure it out. I mean, mm. they're way too talented to look this bad. I, I don't, I don't know, Sean. I mean, did you did you watch much of this game? I watched a little bit towards the end, just uh, when I was looking at the final score. And yeah, Justin Herbert, he is hurt, man. Yeah, something's up there. Yeah. Um, I, I let me see who did they play this week? The Chargers. Uh, I'd have to pull up the uh, the they, list here. They play. I'm gonna find right now. In, in they're in Houston. Do you think that's a game? Maybe you just let Justin Herbert take a week off. Not, not. I mean, you know, you, you don't get a week off in the NFL. Yeah. But just to recover. I mean, that that should be a win. Yeah. Without Justin Herbert, I mean, they they have been injured. Quite yeah, a bit. they have been, and and they're now losing some defensive stars as well. But but he's he's getting drilled. He's getting he's ribs. getting killed out there. Yeah, yeah, and I mean those things that you need time for that to heal. Um, you can put on a flax jacket all you want. You can give him pain injections all you want. Like you need to give that guy some time to heal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean this would be a soft landing spot in the schedule for you to do that. Um, I just don't know. I think more this this takeaway has to be on Jacksonville, man. I just think they're flat out good. Um, 
Did they play Philly week four? Mm. Yeah, I think we're going to see. We're, we're, I think we're going to see some true colors here out of Jacksonville. If they can go and beat Philly, I think we need to start. Um, I think we need to start talking talking about them in a more serious manner. Um, yeah, undefeated Eagles come up in week four. That's going to be a fantastic game. All right, let's talk about the Rams at the Cardinals. Rams get the win, twenty to twelve. Yeah. Um, I, I something's Kyler, up with the Cardinals. Kyler, I, I something's up with them. Yeah. I, did uh, they're one weird comeback away? Like one, we- think about the Raiders game where they had that. Really, it was an exciting game. It was fun. It was super fluky, super random. Ten billion things had to go their way, and all of them went their way. Without that, they're own three. They're own three. Yeah. Like, I don't. I don't know. Kyler Murray's like the, the putting up twelve points. Like, I don't. I don't know what's going on with this offense, but let's be clear. Like, they just invested a lot of money. Uh, they extended, again, GM, head coach, and quarterback. They extended all these guys. They're giving them a lot of money. Um, and this is now a multi-year thing. Like, this is now three years in the making where I, I, they, they, can't, they can't find themselves playing ahead in the game. They can't. They're constantly falling behind. They're starting off slow. They're just there's something missing there, man. I don't know what's going on. If somebody in Arizona should message me and tell me if they know something, but something <laughs> is going on there. Um DeAndre Hopkins suspension. Um without D Hop, like I get it. Then people have always said, like, hey, DeAndre Hopkins is out. Like, this is a that's impacting them. Not impact should not impact them this much. Mm-hmm. Um they they look like they, they look dead in the water right now. Um, I'm not scared of Arizona in any capacity, and and it just feels like there's a confusion and there's a lack of confidence and there's a lack of communication going on there. I would say that against like like the, the Broncos, it just feels like something deeper going on that just doesn't make sense. There are wires not connecting. Um, so the Rams took advantage, and you get your W. Rams yeah. are just a better team. You got to go get them and, and and take them and get division wins and rack them up early when you can. Yep. All right. Packers at the Bucks. Packers get the win, fourteen to twelve. Uh, do you think that uh, Mike Evans means a lot to Tom Brady? <laughs> Dude, it's yeah, man. It, they they just don't look right either. The Bucks don't look right yeah. right now. Uh, now I know that they're dealing with injuries like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones out, Brashad Perriman, um, Russell Gage, Cameron Brait, and Jalen Darden. I don't know who Jalen Darden is, and if he walked in the door, I would say, "Hey, man, what are you doing here?" Um, I don't know your name, uh, but that was that was the headline. Um, you're missing your one, two, and three receiver. Like, yeah. and, and it clearly is showing right now. When you go, uh, go out and get Cole Beasley off a of DM. And I think we're <laughs> talking about, unfortunately, man, I think we're we're under-talking about how important Antonio Brown was and how important Rob Gronkowski was to that offense. Mm-hmm. And I think both of those guys being gone is uh, is, is really hampering because they just have not looked the same since. They haven't looked the same since. And um, this game was just it just was ugly. Um, Packers obviously got out to a, to a pretty fast start, right? Led fourteen to three. Aaron Rodgers twelve to thirteen. You know he was rocking and rolling, um, but it was kind of the Bucks defense ended up stepping up in this game and, and kind of being they, the Packers just couldn't run the ball well. Um, but man, the Bucks offense just couldn't get anything going until yeah. it was too late, and it was just too late. Well, they'll get Mike Evans back this week off that suspension. Um, yeah, for that that fighting down in New Orleans. All right, um, Falcons at the Seahawks, twenty-seven to twenty-three win for Atlanta, who are now two and one. Yeah, dude. The um, the Falcons can score. Yeah, like the Falcons' offense is is and and Drake London is 
he he might be the real deal. It was good to see them get uh, Kyle Pitts involved because God have mercy through two weeks. It was like, this is a fourth overall pick, and you're not doing anything with him. Um, so it was good to see Atlanta be able to score. Um, it's funny, the Geno Smith uh, week one big storyline that everyone was kind of crowning him hero. Um, it just, you know, it's funny, man. At the end of the day, when push comes to shove, like he's a backup quarterback still. And, and when it came to – you know, moving the ball down the field early, he did. But when it came to to, to crunch time, he just, you know, he was inaccurate, um, and it just it just wasn't enough. Um, so Seahawks again, they're they're in this rebuilding year. I think both of these teams are on the way to rebuilding. But it's good to see Atlanta uh, be able to put up points and, and have young guys, especially um, the likes of Kyle Pitts and Drake London, um, impacting and, and playing hard early. I, I like to see that and um, like to see him putting up some numbers. All right, so this one will go down as a win for the Broncos, but kind of not really. It was a loss for America. It was a loss for America. Yeah. Uh, 11 to 10 win the Broncos got over the visiting San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the Broncos do not look anywhere close to where they should be. No, and, and I'll just say this much like Russell looks bad. Like he just looks bad at this point. Like, and I, and totally look, it could totally change, but yeah, this game was, was so awful. Um, I fell asleep and I could not stay awake during this game. I just couldn't do it. And it honestly, I, I woke up and it was funny, you know, when a game is bad, when you fall asleep on a Sunday night, um, on Sunday night football and you wake up and it's not like the post game or you don't wake up with a couple minutes left in the game. You wake up and it's like local news is playing. It's like, Oh, you slept through everything, right? It's like you wake up and it's some crime in DC that happened. And somebody on news channel four talking to me and I'm like, Oh wow. I it's 12 21. Like I, I really hated this game. Um, yeah, America lost, man. This game was, was really bad. Um, the offensive struggles for Denver just continued to be a huge, huge concern. And, and, Again, on national TV, um, you've seen now um, twice on national TV, the Broncos just their incompetence just is on full stage. And, mm-hmm. and it starts with coaching and it works its way down um, through that entire offense. And again, like Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, and I, I don't know what else to say. We came into the season saying Denver are absolute Super Bowl contenders. Um, so far, they look everything but that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was like the worst part of Jimmy Garoppolo last year just showed up right on Sunday, um, which was again, tough for everybody to watch. Um, he struggled. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. The Dan Orlovsky making everything about himself when, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo backed up into the end zone. Do you remember when he stepped out of bounds and there was a safety? Yeah. Yeah. And Dan Orlovsky went, yep, this is my time to shine. I'm going to go on Twitter and talk about when I did this. And it's like, (laughs) Oh, great. And then Dan Orlovsky's trending and everybody's – I'm just like, oh, my God. This is just such a social media era thing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this this game sucked, man. I don't know what else to say. Uh, the Broncos, I, I, they got a win, but it f- really it, – it, it's like about as bad of a feeling after a win as you can get. Yeah. They've got to turn this ship around, man. they got to yeah. turn it around quick. Um, and, I, I mean, Russell wasn't 33. He's 33. We're talking about he's a seasoned vet. No, he is, right? I mean, he's he's got he's got a Super Bowl under his belt. I mean, this this at his peak, Russell was one of the best quarterbacks in football. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think he's got that potential. But God have mercy, he's 33 years old, and we're talking mm-hmm. about him like he's walking out of a nursing home. And I'm going like, he has no reason to look this bad. Yeah. Um, Trey Lance out for the season. Um, that kind of catapults Jimmy G to to being your next guy, and uh, Trent Williams is now going to miss some significant time looked like a, a, a pretty 
pretty big injury. So all of a sudden, injuries are becoming a thing, and, and the running back room is already completely destroyed. Um, the 49ers are. I know Jeff Wilson stepped in and played pretty well, but they're, they've been dealing with injuries all over the offensive side of the ball, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what Jimmy Garoppolo comes up with. And he's a veteran. He's been doing this before. He's, he's got the experience. But, um, yeah, this was this was ugly on, on, on both sides. All right, last game of week three was the Monday night game. Cowboys in New York against the Giants. Cowboys get the win under quarterback Cooper Rush, 23-16. to 16. The Giants fall to 2-1. and one. Cowboys about Dak, 2-1. and one. How about them boys? Yeah, man, I I hate that you said that. I hate them very much. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll just say this much. Um, Micah Parsons might be defensive player of the year. Like, Micah Parsons, man, is – Almost unblockable at this point, and that's why I'm so terrified on Sunday for what they could possibly do to to uh, Carson and, and and to this uh, to this offense. Um, Cooper Rush, man, he's looked really poised. Like he hasn't really made any huge plays, but he hasn't made any big mistakes. And he just he's stepping in, and and they're able to now run the ball well. Tony Pollard over 100 yards rushing. Like Dallas deserve a lot of credit here. They mm. really deserve a lot of credit because it and it's one week, right? We always say don't freak out after one week. But in week one, it just felt like the the not only the wheels were off the wagon, but the wagon had gone off the cliff, and it was it was descending into hell. It was descending so far below the water. Yeah, you're you're starting to get hot. You're in hell. <laughs> um, they just kept their cool, right? They kept their cool. They said Cooper Rush, we'll we'll get Dak back as soon as possible. And um, I don't know when he comes back. Um, I still I don't think, think there's a rush to get him back at you this know, point. At I this mean, there point. is to an extent. But yeah, if Cooper Rush is going in there. Not making mistakes, winning games that you're supposed to win, like yeah. in New York. Yep. What more could you ask for from a backup? 100%. 100%. Um, there's no doubt about it. And uh, they deserve a lot of credit for that. So um, we'll see what he can do at home against Washington. If, 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 you know, if they're, you know, if they win three, three games in a row with their backup, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they really do deserve a lot of credit here. And, and it's a huge momentum boost for that team who after week one, it really is is easy for locker rooms to fall apart when you're dealing with your quarterback is out and you just got embarrassed on national TV. Uh, but they didn't. They kept their cool, and it looks like the, the train is still moving. So um, this weekend is going to be really telling for both Washington and Dallas. I think it's a really, really big game um, in Dallas, so we'll see. And then for New York, I just Daniel Jones really, really is struggling right now. Like he's really struggling. I, I, I think the tide is starting to turn on, on New York in uh, what they're going to do with their QB position going forward. Um, because at two and zero, I just knew they were not a two and zero team. Um, they're, I, I think they've got some talent. It's good to see Saquon back and involved in games and, and playing really well. Um, but I think that the uh, the chapter is starting to, to move on from Daniel Jones up in New York. All right, so we're gonna go through our Week Four game picks real quick here, Connor. We only got a few more minutes, so we got to get out to watch that Thursday night game, Correct. which will be our first pick. Let's do this. Dolphins at the Bengals, really good one. Yeah, this is gonna be fantastic. Uh, Dolphins are gonna win this one. I, I just think the Bengals are a little slow right now. I think their offense is just just a little bit off. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, take the Dolphins here, man. I'll go with Miami as well. Vikings at the Saints in London, 9:30 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah, I think this is a game where the I know the Saints defense is good. I know that's the strength of their team, but I think this is the game where Minnesota's offense kind of clicks a little bit and they can put up some points. So I'll take Minnesota in this one. Yeah, technically a home game for the Saints, but not really. So yeah. the, the Superdome won't play any factor. I'll go with the Vikings. Like it. I'll go with the Vikings. All right, Seahawks at Lions. You like Dan Campbell's team in this one? I do. Um, They're going to be my lock. They're going to be my uh, pick this week. I'll, I'll take Detroit. Um, I like them over Seattle. They are just a gutsy team. They play so hard. I mean, they play so hard. And if they're winning, they're winning uh, 
by kicking you in the face. And if they're losing, they're not losing by a lot. I mean, this is a team that, that doesn't typically get blown out, and especially under Dan Campbell, they're going to play hard. So I'll, I'll take them as one of my picks this week, uh, Shawnee. I like so. the Lions as well. All right, here's an interesting one. Jets at Steelers. If the Steelers find themselves struggling – at halftime, do we think we see Kenny Pickett for the first time this year? I think it'd be I a think good game to put him in. It would be, but I do think that this is going to be one of those weeks where if Mitch struggles, I, I think you start seeing Kenny Pickett uh, next week. Next um, week, okay. I, I don't, I don't know, and and you're this could be one of those things where if Mitch, I mean, this could be a conversation where um, I haven't seen any of the reports where Kenny's taken any first team reps in practice, but I think that that's going to be his best landing spot is if he's got a couple weeks where he's got some prep under his under his belt, but. Well, he goes through a full week of being QB1 where he's announced, hey, Kenny's going to start with us this week. Um, we're going to get him first team reps in practice. I think that's kind of the better path for him. But no, I mean, that's a really interesting one. I'll go ahead and take the uh, the Jets in this one. Um, I just think the Steelers under Mitch, is they're just not going to put up very many points. And Zach Wilson coming back, I think that'll be a nice little injection of life for them. Yeah, I like the Jets as well. All right, Bears at Giants. I'll take the Giants in this one. The Bears have just I, – I, I, I know they run the ball well, and, and, and honestly, this is a good defense to run the ball on. Um, I'll take the Giants, though, in this one. I I, I think Saquon is going to have a good game, and I think when Saquon has a good game and, and they're able to protect Daniel Jones, I think he can start pushing the ball downfield. Now, Sterling Shepard is out for the year, so that's a big, big loss mm-hmm. for them. Um, but uh, And it was towards the end of the game, too, which is, which is really uh, devastating to see for New York. I'll go ahead and take the Giants. I don't necessarily feel great about that, but I'll, I'll take them anyway. I'm going to say the Bears. Okay. All right, big game. Titans at Colts. I think the Titans are going to win this one. Um, I just think we've seen way more bad than good from the Colts. And part of me thinks that a lot of that Kansas City loss was on Kansas City. I think they looked a little disheveled. I think um, they just were having one of those games, and clearly it started boiling over with Eric Bieniemy and, um, and Patrick Mahomes. So um, I, I do think Tennessee is just a better football team here. Um, and if you are Tennessee – win this game yeah. just go win this game i'd say either team win this uh, yeah. at this point you got to win it um win with that being said i'm gonna go with the colts yeah that's home. interesting i like that all right this is gonna be my upset i'm gonna pick the texans over the chargers at that home. would be texans at home that would be brandon staley like might need to take a second plane home if that was the case <laughs> um, i'm taking the chargers there okay. but yeah that would be that would be full-fledged panic time with the Chargers, like full-fledged. You never know. They looked pretty bad last week. Yeah, they did look All right, bad. Browns at Falcons. Uh, Falcons. Falcons. I think the Falcons yeah. just put up some points, man. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they put up 28 points again um, against this Browns defense. I, th- I think they can. Yeah, I like Atlanta as well. All right, your commanders against the Cowboys down in Dallas. I can't pick Washington here. I want to. <laughs> and I, honestly, Shawnee, nothing would make me happier. Um Here's my gut feel in this game. I think Carson Wentz has a back bounce back game. I think he has a good game in this one. I think the offense can move the ball. I just um, – what's going to have to happen here, man, is Scott Turner is just going to have to call a game that's different than how he's been calling it. I mean, these mm-hmm. big, drawn-out, seven-step dropbacks, these these long, drawn-out plays where Carson just sits in the pocket for three, four seconds, it's not going to work against Dallas. It didn't work against Philly. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work against Dallas. You need to get the ball out quick. Get the ball out of his hands. Um, get him on his first or second read and get him into a flow of things. And I think he'll do that. Scott Turner's a real smart guy, and I actually really like him as an OC. Um, I think he'll he'll eventually. Um, I think he'll correct some of the things that were pretty blatantly obvious against Philly. It was just hard to. It was hard to really dissect what was wrong in Philly 
uh, because everything was so wrong. It was mm-hmm. so bad. So I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll take Dallas in this one because I just can't trust Washington, but uh, wouldn't be surprised if Washington found a way to kind of pull this out. I'll be a good friend again. I'll pick the commanders. boy, look at you. All right, Jaguars at Eagles. Fun one. I'll take the Jags. I'm going to take the oh. Jags here because I want to be hot and I hate the Eagles and the fans right. who took over FedEx. I'll go with Philadelphia. Another big one. One o'clock on Sunday, Bills at Ravens. I'll take – oh, wow. This is going to be a really That's good one. That's a tough – That's a really tough, tough two one. two weeks for the uh, Bills. It is a tough week for the Bills. Um, well, back to back last week, back too. To back, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll take Baltimore, Shani. I'll take I'm Baltimore. Gonna, I think the Bills are going to drop two in a row. I'm going to go with the Bills. Okay. Interesting. Some, something scares me about Baltimore. Yep. Just okay. something. All right. Cardinals at Panthers. If the Cardinals don't win this, it is uh, sirens on, emergency, panic time. Yep. Cardinals. Yeah, man. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what other way to put that. Uh, you have to win this game. You just have to. If mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield beats you, retire. Everybody retires all the team. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cardinals are going to win this, Shani. You think Cardinals? Yeah. Mm. I'll go with Cardinals. Okay, I, I, I know you were tempted. I can see there being an upset. You were tempted. But I will go with the Cardinals. All right, Broncos at Raiders. Huge game for the Raiders. I, this this is basically like you've got one wheel off the track. Like you yep. lose it, it, the train's going overboard. I'll take the Raiders here. Okay. I'll take the Raiders. I have no reason to pick an own 3 team. Um but I'm going to take the the Raiders here because I mean, I mean, this is another game where it's going to really, I think the Titans Colts are a great one. Washington and Dallas are a good one and Denver and Las Vegas. Now in terms of quality of game, I don't know, but in terms of where, what direction both teams are going, it's, it, this is going to be huge. I'll take Vegas here. Cause I think they eventually, they eventually come up with something. I mean, they got to get Devonte Adams engaged in this game mm-hmm. pretty quickly and early. Um, they, they have to get Josh Jacobs going in this game. I don't know. They've they've got to get something going. Um, Darren Waller has got to be involved in this game. Um, I'll go Vegas here, Shawnee. This is another tough one for me. Give me the Broncos. All right. Give me a bounce back like for this. Russell Wilson. Good stuff. All right, Patriots at Packers. Why are you picking the Packers? I'm picking the Packers and the Patriots are bad, Shawnee. Okay. Why are you picking the Patriots? Because of the Patriots. Nah, I love enough. them. All right. Uh, really fun one. Chiefs at Buccaneers. Big game for Brady. I mean, big game because this, you don't want to go two and two. Yeah, I think I'll take the Chiefs here. Wow. I just think the Chiefs are just just. Uh, I think that that something looks off about the Bucks right now, and I just think it might be because they're just unhealthy and and they're they're just you know Tom can only do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think Kansas City have a bounce back game, and I think they step up. I'm going to agree with you actually. Mm. I think the Chiefs win this. Yeah, too many injuries for Tampa. All right, Monday Night Football, a rematch of last year's NFC Championship. Rams at the 49ers. Who do you have? I think I'm going to take the 49ers here, Sean. This is a really weird one, but I'm going to take the 49ers because I think Kyle Shanahan just owns Sean McVay. <laughs> Sean McVay, <is> unfortunately, <laughs> I just think that's just what it is. I think Debo Samuel is going to go off in this game. I think this is a good game for Debo to, to absolutely have a blowout fantasy game that he hasn't quite had this year. Um, I think this is a perfect time uh, to get Jimmy Garoppolo involved <laughs> in a game where it's just like, look, just let Debo do what he's got to do. Get Brandon Ayuk involved. Um, you're without your star left tackle, but just get the ball out of your hand quick. Do some jet sweeps. Spread this offense out, and I think they'll do it, and I think they'll succeed. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Niners as well. <laughs> All right, man, that is it for week four. Shall we? Shall we go let's eat 7,000 calories? Yeah, let's go wait in line for an hour and, then, do it. and then eat. When is Buffalo Wild Wings going to pay us for all this free advertising, by the way? I mean, Eddie, we're gonna go. We're gonna talk to them. We're gonna be Karens. We're gonna be like, we should be Karens. Let us see your manager. We should do that. Let's yeah, go. Let's go talk, talk to, to the manager, manager, shall we? Shall yeah. We? 
Sean Olette, Connor Forrest, after further review in the books. Thank you, Shawnee. Thank you so much for making the trek out here, buddy. Thank you, sir. Great to see you. Great weekend of football ahead. Um, remember, uh, again, share with uh, friends and continue to subscribe and follow us on social media after further review pod on Instagram. That's where you can find us. Um, and continue to shoot in some, some questions or any uh, concerns, queries, comments, anything. Um, we'll get you guys involved in the show as well. But for Connor Force, after further review is in the books. We will see you for a week five preview to go through everything week four. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. And as always, I will catch you guys on the other side.